0: A short note for our listeners before we start, this episode contains adult language. Welcome back everyone to our podcast. We are Honest Iceland, your Icelandic friends
1: from Iceland
0: and from Germany.
1: Every week we share with you great stories,
0: little-known mysteries,
1: and how to explore the island like a program.
0: Get to know its inhabitants, their everyday life, and learn what makes Iceland so unique.
1: Honestly, I think this episode is going to be pretty explosive.
0: Explosive.
1: Very dramatic.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking about the title for this episode, and uh, I wanted to call it The Dark Side of Iceland but it's probably too dramatic
1: yeah I think so but we are now talking about political scandals, scandals. as as you know Iceland has its series of scandals just like any other country um, but it feels sometimes like the ice the that Iceland has maybe the most scandals per capita. <laughs> yes. Don't we have everything the most per capita? I think so. I think so too. Uh, but it, yeah, it feels like all the time that we have something happening, some sort of scandal. But maybe it's just because we, of course, follow the Icelandic news a little bit more than it news in some other countries. And I guess I guess maybe we're not ahead of North Korea.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, I I agree scandals in iceland they blow up pretty big usually because it's it's this it's this feeling of okay everyone almost knows every everyone in the country so if something scandalous happens then you can imagine at cocktail parties ah i read about your cousin in the papers looks yeah. like he has to go to jail yeah. Now I feel like it's because the society in Iceland is so well connected that scandals blow up pretty big. And also internationally, if something happens in Iceland, then you can always see in international newspapers as well. They yeah. talk about it. Yeah,
1: because especially in the first scandal, we're going to talk about the Pana- Panama Papers, the Pananamamba, <laughs> the Panama Papers. Um, Iceland played a really big part. In surprisingly, these papers. yeah. yeah. Um, now the Panama Papers were, of course, a leak which allegedly came from the Law Office Mosac Fosena, for, for I guess Mosac Um These are files and emails which were in the re- region of eleven million. So this was one of the. I think this is still re- recorded as the biggest leak in history.
0: Mm cannot imagine someone went through 11 million files.
1: Yeah, must be a fun work week. Yeah. Going through 11 million emails. Um, so there was there was talk of up, up to 72 world leaders uh, were involved in the papers, including the king of Saudi Arabia, uh, the former president of Argentina, and then, of course, here in Iceland, we had Bernie Benedictsson. The minister of finance, and he's still the minister of finance today. And then Sigurður David, and he was at the time prime minister of Iceland. Today, he is of course the head of the Centre Party, uh, a party that became surprisingly popular. Yeah. Um, in the last few years.
0: If you remember in our first episode, we kind of touched up on this topic. Because uh, Simon the David is always uh, played by the actor that played in the Netflix movie. If you remember, the guy that always requests the Ya Ya Ding Dong song. And we, we very briefly talked about the scandal and how well Simon de David recovered from that and wiped out all the memory from from the uh, Icelandic people. Yeah, apparently.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. We have a. I was very surprised to see, but okay, so um, Iceland, like we touched on before, Iceland's inclusion in these papers were very significant, um, and the National Bank of Iceland or he it had a branch in Luxembourg, uh, which was involved in up to 404 offshore companies um this number is only beaten by six other banks on the list um from a possible 370 banks that were involved in the list so i mean like breaking into the top 10 list is pretty huge and there was a there was the german media was a lot talking about these Panama papers, and they were very surprised how involved Iceland was in this. Um, Now, of course, the person that came worst out of these papers here in Iceland was our Prime Minister, (laughs) Sigmundr David. Uh, Now, he was quoted saying in um, the 15th of May in 2014, this is two years before the leak, um, he said that he trusts the um, tax office to figure out where t- tax f- fraud is being performed because tax fraud is really expensive to the nation. So he, is, he has al- already acknowledged that people that cut corners do not pay tax, harms the economy.
0: Wow, very well done.
1: Exactly. Now, in the Panama Papers, Sumedur uh, was a little bit involved. Uh, because he had a company called Vintris Inc. Now, um, before Siminder came to power, in uh, he was going into the government in 2010. There were new laws being instated on the first of January 2010, which meant that all people, all all congressmen, had to um, list everything they owned. They had to list their
0: um, their boats and yachts and houses. Yeah,
1: m- n- not really. It was more like their shares and um, estate in companies. Okay. So they had to tell people what they were up to, basically. Uh, now, Sigmundur had a 50% stake in Vintris with his wife, who owns the other 50%. Now, at the time, they were not married, but they got married in October 2010. Uh, Simon sold his shares in Vintis.
0: What what is that? Sorry, what is that company? What are they doing?
1: It, it's like an offshore account. It's like it's a it's a company. It's their offshore company.
0: But I mean, the, it didn't have a purpose. This company.
1: Yeah, um, I I think it's probably I, I I haven't seen the involvement of the company yet, but it's something to do with. I think they just routed money through it. Okay. Uh, uh, that's what I think. That's what, that's how I understood it. Now, he sold 50% stake in his company to his wife for one dollar. One US dollar, which is about 130 krona. <laughs> um, and this sale took place on 31st of December 2009. So this was one day before the new law took place.
0: Not suspicious at all, (laughs) Sigmundur.
1: Now, um, Sigmundur and his wife at the time were estimated around 1 billion Icelandic, which is about 6 million euros or 7 million dollars. Now, because of his involvement in this company that came came out in the Panama Papers, he had a very infamous interview with Sven Bergman, Swedish journalist.
0: Yeah, we we have to link this interview to you. Because yes. it's... Uh, link it to you. We have to link it in our um, episode description. Because that is something very fun to watch. How basically he starts to to sweat and panic. Yep. At least that's how I see it.
1: All right. So now in the in the interview with Sven Bergman, Sven is asking Sigmundur about... Um, taxes and how serious it is if people cut corners to avoid paying tax uh now segment acknowledges in the video that tax fraud is a very serious issue and an issue that needs to be stopped and the 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 thing is he he agrees with everything he is saying and then when he's being questioned about his company Mitris, he 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 seems confused. He doesn't understand. He says like, wait, what are you saying? Are you accusing me of something? I have put this on my tax return from day one. And everything everything about this company, if you wanna if you wanna Google this, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit fishy and a little bit weird. Because they they have founding documents which are dated back in time. So they're dated in 2007, but they were officially supposed to take place in 2009. Um, apparently, that's, they said that Seymour wasn't supposed to own any stakes in the company. Um, he was just, uh, she, it was his wife's company. He was not supposed to be involved. But then why did a uh, official sale take place mm-hmm. for the one dollar? So there are a lot of questionable acts there
0: and he he didn't seem to be comfortable with answering questions like this. No. In the beginning, he tries to to keep his uh, posture to yeah. be like, "Oh, yeah, it, it just sounds like you're accusing me of something. I'm, of course, uh, happy to answer these questions, but it sounds yeah. a little bit weird. And then it kind of develops uh, it goes into onto the
1: defensive. And of course, he ends the interview by storming out.
0: And before that, he talks to because this interview is, of course, in English mm-hmm. because it's with a Swedish uh, news news outlet. Yeah. But he he before he storms out, he talks to someone in Icelandic. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because he appeared to be struggling to answer the question in English, so they thought that maybe they would use the <laughs> Icelandic counterpart <laughs> to get the information out. <laughs> and of course, um, Sæmundur accused them of. Um,
0: Setting him up, or yeah, setting yeah. him
1: up, you know, you know, luring him into the interview as a trap. And
0: I and I remember after after this happened. I think it was was it to, in 2016. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: 2016.
0: Yeah, uh, just after I moved to Iceland, I think, and his face was all over the news. Yeah. It was it was so blown up. Uh, like uh, our prime minister storms out from interview.
1: Yeah. And the I remember um, now in April 2016, 4th of April, we had 22,000 Icelandic protesters in front of the parliament building, mm-hmm. and I remember these protests were crazy. There were a lot of like I'm not saying like crazy. There was not there was no like violence or anything like that. I'm just saying that I remember it took place. For a few days, and
0: yeah, I, s- I saw it on TV. Yeah, exactly. I and it.
1: I remember there was a banner on one, on one of the bridges, which was just like you know, get Simender out. Then, and, mm-hmm. and of course, they were looking for the resi- resignation of Simender. Now, the the fr- from the point of view fr- of the um, organizers of the protest, they said it was a peaceful protest, but. Police has reported that things were thrown at the building, and <laughs> bananas were actually thrown at police officer. Ouch! And I remember this chant, "Banana um, Liberty," which roughly translates to "banana democracy." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, why?
0: Why did they chant this?
1: I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just a.
0: I I, <laughs> yeah. I I remember sure. now that you say it. I remember something about bananas. weren't yeah, they bananas banana. also thrown on the Althingi yeah, building? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: On the on the Parliament building.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, now, of course, all of this um, ended with Sæmundar's resignation, and at that point, I did not think I would see him playing a major pol- part in Icelandic politics anytime soon.
0: But then you don't know memory yeah. loss in Icelanders.
1: Yeah, it seemed like it all just went away. And in the most recent election, he formed a group called the Center Party.
0: Midflokorin. Midflokorin, yeah.
1: And he got a ridiculous amount of support. I think it was like 12 or 14%. I don't completely remember.
0: I, pretty successful, at least, which is surprising. Maybe he has a lot of friends, which I cannot imagine.
1: Yeah. Now, of course, some of these, some of this, could have been avoided if the government would have enforced the proper procedures to try to figure out where tax fraud was being committed, and to try to see where people were moving their money into offshore accounts in like tax havens. You mm-hmm. know. Um. And they they had been warned about there was a there was a loophole in the law so there was a loophole in this which made all of this technically legal, um, but of course the Icelandic government had been warned about this and they it had been recommended to instate uh, CFC law, which would have protected us from.
0: So, basically. People who put their money in offshore accounts, which was uh, published by the by the league by the Panama Papers, in Iceland had nothing to worry about
1: well it was it was considerably harder to do this in many other countries than in Iceland um, when you when you look at it it, it it seems like all you had to do was just message. Landsbankin in Luxembourg, and they would set it up for you.
0: Why is there again a Landsbankin in Luxembourg?
1: It's just one of their offshore brands you okay. know, banks expand all the time, and of course they were really busy.
0: yeah, <laughs> I can imagine, but it wasn't it wasn't just him popping up
1: Same with it. The, yeah no, he had the biggest he had the biggest involvement here in Iceland and because, of, course, of course as a prime, the yeah he was in the highest. Like he, from from the pap- uh, people in the papers, he was in the highest position. Um, but there was also found that, um, if I remember correctly, there was also found some involvement with um, the president's wife at the time. It wasn't it wasn't his wife per se, but it was something in her family. There was some company in her family name that was somehow linked with the Panama Papers, uh, but. I didn't find any reports that she had anything to do with that.
0: And in these papers because I haven't I haven't opened them or or looked for it in these papers you can basically see all the names of people involved. Did you did you research this? Because yes. isn't it in Iceland a little bit more tricky because you can just see the name of your neighbors or friends or family in it?
1: Yeah, but I don't know where you can where you can on, find on WikiLeaks probably. Yeah, yeah, probably on WikiLeaks. But if you go just to on Wikipedia, you can find like the the main people that were linked. You can find the heads of state, the former former heads of state, former heads of government, and other government officials, including some other including some other people as well.
0: I remember I remember one thing about this in in my home country in Germany that when it was when it was published in the media, mm-hmm. people in Germany couldn't be sure if their name is on it or not. So they were extremely scared, and I didn't have any option to look into it. So that, if I remember right, the German government offered them to some 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 kind of I don't know how how do you call it. They can
1: like a plea, pardon. yeah,
0: yeah, they can. Uh, sign an agreement that they were involved and have a, have a lower sentence or a lower uh, amount they have to pay back to the government. Yeah. But it was very tricky for a lot of people because you did not know. If, if you knew you put some money offshore, uh, you couldn't be sure that you were coming up in the papers so it was a it was very tricky, and I remember it was titled in the newspapers that a lot of people now sitting in their big <laughs> estates being very very scared because as you know information is power
1: yeah but of course you can just go you can just go online and look through the through the list and you can find you can find people from all over um and yeah just for example we have uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. The actor from Hong Kong, of course. We have Simon Simon Cowell, the founder of wasn't it America? He's the reality TV guy. Mm -hmm. And Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah. Okay. She's found in these papers as well. So of course, go give it a look. You probably heard about this. Because this is one of the probably biggest scandals in the world it it felt like just every rich person was involved
0: yeah pretty much but surprisingly what you said there were a lot of Icelanders and I mean from a nation with a population of about 300,000 people in total it's pretty scandalous that so many people in Iceland were involved in this with so huge amounts what you said it was like in the top in the top ten,
1: yeah, the bank was in the top ten years.
0: So, what is the what is the aftermath of this for for Iceland?
1: Well, I think there was almost no aftermath. Now we have the CDC, CFC regulations. Um, the tax attorney's office is um, asking all companies and founders to list. Uh, they're they're asking companies to list the real owners. Of companies.
0: So no one really went into prison? No. From Iceland?
1: No, not that I remember.
0: Next, we move on to the Fish Rot Files, another WikiLeak from 2019. So, on November 12th in 2019, Wikileaks published over 30,000 documents from a whistleblower within the company Samherje. Samherje is a multinational fishing company based in Iceland. They exposed corrupt schemes by the company in Namibia to gain access to rich fishing grounds. So Samheri, one of uh, Iceland's largest uh, international fishing companies, is accused of paying millions of dollars in bribes to certain Namibian cabinet ministers and businessmen in return for fishing quotas. And Samheri has now become the biggest single recipient of fishing quotas in the country. And all these documents, which include emails, internal reports, spreadsheets, and so on, expose how the company spent millions of dollars in payoffs to senior Namibian officials and politicians in order to ensure growing and continuing access to the country's resources. So how did this all start? Lying off the 1500 kilometer long Namibian coastline are some of the richest fishing grounds in the world. But over-exploitations by foreigners had drained these resources. And until then, the population of Namibia did not benefit from that at all. So now they wanted to get Iceland to help them because Iceland is has such a wide knowledge of fishing, right? Because everything started with fishing um, in the country.
1: Yeah, we're fishing experts.
0: Fishing experts, and
1: of course, of course, we have a huge quota, as we discussed in other episodes about the cod wars, the cod wars, exactly. Victors of the cod wars. So this this fishing quote. Namibia, Nam, Namibia, Namibia scandal is not as glorious as the Cod Wars.
0: No. Um, so helping Namibia building up fisheries, many Icelanders actually helped them in the beginning and established a company called Fish Core. Uh, it's a state-owned fishing company. And in fact, the first CEO was an Icelander. So the official help from Iceland ended in 2010 and the total investment was over one billion krona for education, like maritime school. Uh, they helped to educate uh, the population there, being a f- how to be a fisher uh, and all the infrastructure, factories and how to use the vessels, all this kind of stuff. And it sounds, of course, it sounds, of course, extremely generous. Iceland is helping uh, Namibia to, to m- make a better life for their, for their people. So some here, of course, used uh, the good connection to the Namibian people to get quotas in front of this rich uh, fishing grounds. And which of, which is of course sounds great as well. Iceland gets quotas, is allowed to fish there, and brings money to the country. But as we will tell you, it didn't quite work out like that. So the main whistleblower of the fish rod files is Johannes Stefansson who is the former managing director of Samheri operations in Namibia. Basically, the, the staff working for Samheri in Namibia found a connection to a relative, close relative to Namibian's fisheries minister. And they used this connection to get exclusive fishing quotas ...without competing on the open market, which was too expensive for Iceland, for the company. And this connection has promised Iceland lower uh, quotas or a lower price for the fishing quotas than was available to others. And the wording uh, was actually in a presentation of a yearly executive meeting in 2012. So... The presentation sheets that were leaked included, okay, we have a connection to a relative of the fisheries minister and we can get exclusive quotas from them. The wording was in in this presentation. So the man close to the minister was really valuable to the connection between Samheri and the fishing quotas in Namibia. And Samhäri spent huge amounts of money to fly the, the connecting people to Iceland on several occasions, spending millions. There are evidence photos of them partying downtown in Reykjavik and you know going to trips around the con- uh, country to north of Iceland. And all these payments that were made to get these fishing quotas were covered by something called consulting fees, which were paid from Sam to a middleman further to Fish Court, a company in Namibia. This amounted in around 300 million Icelandic krona in the last couple of years, which translates into about 2 million dollars. And not just that some you also avoided paying taxes. Here we are again. Mm. Taxes, right? No one really likes to pay taxes. And I would say I paid a lot of taxes in Iceland already.
1: I mean, you just paid all your taxes, right?
0: Yeah, and uh, and it's I feel like that the normal like I feel like that the working class paying their taxes is the reason why it'll it'll make you so angry if you hear that companies that earn millions, billions of kronas, are avoiding to pay taxes. The whole time Samheri was operating in Namibia, they hardly paid any taxes, according to the uh, Wikileaks document. Instead, they created all these sub-companies and constructed the company in a way that they were able to move their income into countries with really low taxes or no taxes. So not good for Namibia because they got nothing out of this. It didn't help the population. It just helped a few rich men putting the money into their pockets. For instance, the island of Cyprus is home to tens of billions of assets held by 10 companies owned by Samherje. So tax heaven for them. And by the way, all those companies are regist- <laughs> registered at the same address. Ingvar Juljusson and Bernhard Bogasson a lawyer and a tax expert what else managed to redirect income earnings from namibia to cyprus by moving it first to mauritius to minimize or totally avoid paying taxes and this is proven by email communication between the two uh, gentlemen or criminals as we could call them and Ingvar describes it as a quote translated to taking a spin of it. So moving all this money around, he says in Icelandic, with vith, takeith, snooning out thee. Most of the research that I did is through a movie that you can find on the website of Quaker. And Quaker is a. Investigation outlet from Rúv, which is the which is the uh, main TV station here in Iceland, yeah. and Quaker also th- doesn't it mean spark or to turn? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like the. It can mean also like the lighting in you know the candles. Mm-hmm. You know the string in the candle is ah. sometimes called kvækur or kvækjathrúður.
0: And if you're interested. Of course, we will link this movie and you can, you can watch the full movie. It's about uh, an hour long. And in this uh, documentary, there's also an interview with Johannes Stefansson, the uh, whistleblower. And he states that 40% of Namibian people living in huts, uh, the access to water is limited. And also the access to uh, education is becoming a problem. There's 44% of unemployment amongst young people. And he's just asking, how can these people sleep at night? So taking money from already a relatively poor population and stealing Namibians' natural resources uh, in their fishing grounds by pretending to create jobs and bringing business to the country and establishing a better life. Instead, they bribed officials, politicians, avoided paying taxes to Namibia just to make a few rich people even richer and concluding uh, with corrupt parties in the country. Beyond Iceland, there was also Norwegian Bank, called D and B involved as the bribes were being paid through this bank. And it was released that the bank did a check of these money transfers and raised some red flags but did not alarm anyone and transferred the money further to the US because this is what in the end paid uh, happened with the money they were just invested in. In, uh, in other markets in Europe and the uh, United States and they did something that was called or is called know your client check and they transferred billions of kronos until an American bank the New York Melon Mellon, stopped the transfer in 2018 one year after these red flags came up at DNB You'll see in the movie and in further investigation from Quaker, the the bank, the Norwegian bank, doesn't really want to give any statement. And I always feel if you refuse to give a statement or an interview, you just look guilty, right?
1: Yeah, it can, uh, it it can, can look it, really most bad. Of,
0: most of the time.
1: It can look really bad. But I, I understand sometimes the point of view when... Um, you are maybe not ready to get a lot of questions, and you need to brush up a little bit. Uh, because of course, if you have an interview where you do look very stupid and you cannot answer like, you any mean of the like, questions, like
0: Simon de David, yeah, well, like
1: <laughs> like some interviews in the past, yeah. <laughs> but like if you if you do have these like complications, it just looks even worse. So having like a not. Doing interviews and not answering questions is, of course, weird. But doing it and answering all the mm-hmm. questions yeah. wrong or stupidly or giving vague answers can sometimes be worse. But of course um, they... But of course, yeah. It's also it's so nice to see still when people, you know, get backed into corners yeah. to to try to get a little bit of answers out because it is so it it can be annoying as well when you have. Stuff like this that they just post a statement online, mm-hmm. you know, which is obviously written like by a team of lawyers, which is just like yes, okay, you can say this and this and this, and because because when you have interviews, um, sometimes you can take missteps and then you can accidentally give some information away that maybe you didn't wanna yeah, give away,
0: especially if you're if you're not trained for interviews, you are yeah. just. Like we sometimes in the podcast, we're just talking about random things and then, oops, it's, it's recorded. Of course, uh, they, they got someone from DNB, I think, to, to do an interview. But this uh, lady did not really reveal any information because she couldn't because no. it is an ongoing investigation. Yeah. So this all was in November 2019. And now you must be wondering what happened. Well. COVID-19, Yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> um I think a lot of people really could take a uh you know a, a deep breath of relaxation with this virus uh getting the attention away from all these uh scandals.
1: Yeah.
0: And completely
1: I was, saved them, yeah.
0: Yeah. Pre- pretty much. I mean, Everything changed. Uh, every news yeah. outlet is Everyone, full of yeah. COVID.
1: Everyone forgot about this.
0: Yeah. Um, however, I was wondering, are these guys in jail? What happened? Um, there is a statement, which surprised me, from, from some Harriet. This company, of course, still exists. Still, they still are, I think, the biggest fishing company in Iceland. And uh, they, they still do conduct business. Uh, not in Namibia, which, uh, which they stopped in 2019. And in a statement of uh, July 29th of this year, I-, I save you all the lawyer language. So basically, they are denying that any officials have been involved in bribing anyone or money laundering, etc., And they um, hired a law firm, like an external law firm, Vigborg Rein, like a Norwegian law firm to investigate that. And like I said, I will link this in the episode if you would like to read the full statement, but basically they state that somehow did not know what was going on in Namibia and they put the blame on the operations there. I guess that's pretty much the easiest thing to do.
1: Blame oh, someone else.
0: Yeah, we didn't know what. They were bribing, money laundering, or we had no information. I mean, it's it's a big company, but still, if I read that they couldn't know what was going on there, I uh, cannot believe that. And in a more recent statement, Samhari points out the amount of taxes that were paid to a uh, state in Namibia. So they pointed out they paid millions, millions of taxes and uh, which which went to state owned companies and institutions during their operation years 2012 to 2019. So what they're saying is the law firm, this Norwegian external law firm, found that they were really good paying all their taxes. And I don't really understand. This statement is really, really recent. It's like from a few uh, weeks ago. So it makes me wonder what kind of taxes they're talking about, because this does not agree with the with the leaked documents. And I mean, not just leaked documents. I mean, the person that was the managing director in Namibia says what was going on. So I feel like just denying everything is not really a good move.
2: No. If
0: I would be in this company, of course, not everyone was involved. I guess some had a, I don't know how many employees they have, Uh, a lot, lot and around the world. But at least they could state, okay, we there was obviously something wrong. If a former employee, you know, is the main whistleblower, of course there has to be something that went very wrong. And just stating, okay, mistakes were made, and we're gonna take care of it, and we're gonna pay up for it and we're gonna try to make it right and gonna try to make this not happening again in the future, but just like, oh, we hired this law firm and this law firm found that we paid all our taxes and everything was fine and Namibia was just a losing business because we we lost profits and that's why we stopped operating there. I mean, that's just sounds to me like I, I'm not an expert. I'm not a reporter not a lawyer or or a tax guy, but this just sounds BS to me, pretty much. So let's just see. Let's just see. Uh, this this is not a finished chapter, uh, this scandal, the Fish rod Files. And it, it's just interesting to see what will happen the next weeks if they're going to put out another statement. And it would be interesting to know what... Uh, Johannes Stefansson has to say about their findings that they were not knowing about anything going on. There is one more report in the, uh, which was made in the end of November 2019 from Quaker with the title Corruption is Literally Killing People. If you want to watch that video, you can do that. It's another statement of uh, the reporters from Quaker visiting people in Namibia. And uh, it just shows, again, that they're in a really critical situations. Uh, through cutbacks, uh, their healthcare system is suffering, they were promised to build new hospitals, uh, they the biggest hospital of the country is in, in very bad yeah, in very bad conditions, they show it. And ironically, while the basically the backyard of this hospital is just full of, of trash, yeah. uh, on the other side of the street, the SWAPO, which is the political party of the country, is building a new headquarter for millions of dollars. So you can, you can see, for me, this just sounds like the essential meaning of corruption, what is going on there. And it doesn't come so much as a surprise that some countries in South Africa, that there's still corruption in the political parties. But what is so surprising is that Iceland is involved to such an extent and it leaves a, a bitter fish taste in everyone's mouth
1: all right so the the last issue we're going to talk about is the cluster scandal now close to there's a bar in downtown Reykjavik. So the 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 bar is situated in between the Parliament building and the city hall. So it's very close by. So you can jump out after after work. If you if you work in the government you can jump out after work and get a beer.
0: And spend all this money from your offshore accounts.
1: Exactly. So this was what six uh, um, members of Parliament did On the 20th of November
0: 2018. 2018
1: Now, they probably had a lot of beer Or other drinks that politicians drink
0: Which is not an excuse for what they did
1: No, it is not um, But of course, they got to talking after work And there was a recording of their, of their discussion And it became quite controversial, to say the least. Um, Now, what the members of parliament were doing was basically what what can be called as locker room talk, I guess. I don't
0: know the term of locker room talk, but yeah, yeah, probably it's It's an Icelandic saying.
1: um, No, 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 it's not an Icelandic saying. But I I think it's just locker room talk. It's like you know, it's like when the when the team comes Mm. together, you know, and they're in just a locker room and there's no one else there except the team so it's like what goes on in there you know
0: yeah you can clearly clearly see that I don't play any sports and teams no <laughs> uh,
1: now in this specific talk um, there was actually a recording somebody recorded them while they were talking. Uh, Now, of course, the the recording, it could have been bad if they were actually talking about secret government plans, which, of course, they should not do at a bar. Mm -hmm. And, of course, this was after work hours, so that's not what they were talking about. But they were, in fact, talking about their colleagues. Uh, Now, they made some pretty outrageous comments uh, about them. Um, So, there are a few mentions I'm. I'm not going to name all the names because then yeah, every, everyone if, will just get confused. Yeah, but if
0: if non-Icelanders are listening, it can get really confused with the yeah, exactly. with the Icelandic names.
1: Exactly, and I. I don't think I would like to listen to you know. It's like ah, the the guy in the Democratic Party said this about another guy. It's like okay, <laughs> yeah. But the the basics were there were a lot of words or <laughs> there there was a lot said. Attention! Um, strong
0: language is coming.
1: Yes. So um, one. Was they they were saying about a woman in one of the groups that she was fucking insane, um, and then they said I, I, I don't think I'm okay so one was fucking trilt which is fucking insane or just crazy, uh, one was yelling crazy cunt. Now they 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 called they called one of the one of the women old like woman troll. They, they said one of the women is a lot less hot now than she was two years ago.
0: So just to let you know, these were not only men, it was five men and one
1: woman. woman. Yes. Uh now the the people in question are of course Simon David.
0: No, Seamunda David, he just cannot get a break.
1: Yeah, he cannot catch a break. He's girl.
0: just everywhere. If yeah. there if there's some shit piling up he must be involved.
1: Yeah, Seymundur's there. Um, so it, Seymundur, um, Gunnar, Anna, which is the woman, Bergþór. So these are the congressmen of the center party. And then Ólafur and Karl, which are in the um, people's group. The talks themselves are pretty degrading to women. Um, they're making fun of other members of parliament. And they also make fun of the Me Too movement. Uh, now, just a few quotes from this talk. So, like, a few few things that were said. They said that one of the women in parliament was a lot less hot now than she was two years ago. They threw around the word crazy, like, fucking crazy. They, they, they called someone a fucking bitch. So then they were talking about Lilia Duck. Um and she she was in Framsund of Lockertin. Now um, they 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 said they don't understand why they were protecting her. They should just run at the bitch. They were saying that no um, no chick has you know like you know dragged him around as much as she has had without him getting to fuck her.
0: Talking about her boyfriend or husband or uh, date?
1: <laughs> no 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 not at all. Just <laughs> just talking about her. Um, and also one of one of the one of the biggest controversy was that they made fun of Freya, which is in Vlocken and she is she is disabled and is one of the main spokespersons for disabled people in Iceland. Uh, now, they were imitating a seal when she was mentioned, um, which later on was trying tried to be excused by saying that the seal sound must have come from tears moving.
0: Oh, my Yeah. <laughs> God.
1: Yeah, so they said the I, seal... I
0: remember this now. This ah, exactly. was the most... Th- th- this is what I just... What I just tried to tell you, if you're if you did something wrong, just stand up, you know, uh, just be ashamed because you should be ashamed and just, you know, be truthful to the people and yourself. But coming up with excuses like this, because this was also I was reading a lot about this, uh, about Freya, because she is in a special wheelchair, and, or she has to be in a special wheelchair and just making fun of her yeah. by doing these sounds i mean i'm pretty sure that she knows what was going on
1: yeah 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 and but just
0: excusing it like this is exactly. just exactly
1: it's oh but but God. the but the thing was that, so this was the first explanation but then they said it could also be a be a scratch from a bike you know when you when you grab yeah, the brakes who, of the bike.
0: Who was racing with a bike in a bar?
1: No, they said it might be a f- from outside. But, of course, this was not really believed. And there was actually a journalist that went to the bar and tried to make the sound with the cheers.
0: Ah, uh, I remembered it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and the to, to be honest, the sounds are nothing like the sound in the recording. So... Um, Of course, Simundur apologized for this, like making fun of this and all of these remarks. But of course, Freya did not really take it in question.
0: Hold on a second. Just for you, listener, to get a picture of some of the Icelandic population. So there is this guy, Simundur, who was in the Panama Papers, who was involved in in hiding money as a prime minister and later was involved in this scandal. Mm-hmm. Making fun of women of the Me Too movement of disabled people just to name a few things and still is now the head of this Midflokeren party and people vote for this guy again. So Explain this to me, Icelanders. I cannot understand why you're still protecting this guy. A mystery to me.
1: No, the thing is, like, he is, he is smart. Yeah. But I'm not he say- is stupid. He, <laughs> this I'm is not, the thing. Like, I'm not
0: saying that, that he is, a, you know, a, like a no, total the,
1: idiot. The, I, I think the reason why he is so popular is because he's, he can't be well-spoken. So, like, he can't... St- when, when he's talking about stuff that he knows... He, he, he is actually pretty well spoken in those regards. Uh, but of course, if you catch him off guard, we, we all know how that happens.
0: I mean, you're getting a specific amount of money for, you know, being a minister. You're a person of parliament. So there is a specific way of behaving in public, even though you're not working, because isn't this what happened later that instead of uh, standing up to their mistakes and apologizing, which they did, but I mean ugh, apologizing something they had to do they they were questioning why they were recorded
1: no why. but but what, what happened was okay, so afterwards they, they were trying to they were trying to figure out who who recorded this, and they even went so far to say that. Um, tourists were recording them and to then leaked it to the Icelandic media.
0: L- let uh, let me just say one thing. Uh, I never heard these recordings, so I was wondering the same. I was like, okay, uh, why would you just record some people on a table? But they were super loud, right? Yeah, they
1: were yeah, yeah. yelling. So what happened was um, the the members that were involved in this particular scandal Try to figure out who it was that recorded them, and they even went so far to say it was um, foreign tourists that went there to record them um, yes. now after after that the the person that recorded came out her name is pa- Paura and yeah. she recorded them they they thought this might be some sort of like Real equipment that she used to record them because the sound quality is actually pretty okay mm. in these files, but this was a broken Samsung um, smartphone if I remember correctly I thought I think it's even like one of these button phones um now she was there for um f- for a coincidence I mean like she did not follow them into the bar or anything
0: which she was accused of later
1: yeah yeah and she, she came forward, told them that she leaked it. Now, um, the members of the parliament sued her for invasion of privacy. And the committee, Personu Vemt, actually found her guilty of yes. the recordings. And she had to delete them before the 5th of June next year, which was 2019. I think she actually deleted them live on Göyükkören.
0: Yeah, there was a party in Göyükkören. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I and remember she and that. she came there to delete them. Now, of course, the files are still somewhere. You can find at least bits and pieces of the recordings. I mean, still. What,
0: what what do you think would would have happened if she wouldn't have come forward? Uh, they, she would have been protected by Stünden, wasn't it? Stünden, 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 uh, yeah. and
1: Tevaf. Those are the two that she looked I mean, Stünden and
0: Tevaf are the. The, the sun in the UK, right? A little bit. Yeah, they're like the <laughs> trashy,
1: trashy newspaper.
0: So they would have never exposed her, I guess. She just, she just wanted to come forward. Just to, yeah,
1: yeah, she to decided to come forward because she had enough of this like ridiculous uh, finger-pointing in, like, you know, whoever.
0: And she also came forward and she stated, uh, I'm a disabled Gay, woman, and I'm really mad about what I was he- hearing there. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess what happened is, where I'm sure what happened is that she was there by coincidence in this bar, overheard these conversations because they were, like I said, you you can probably still find this recording. They're extremely loud, and then just started recording it. Yeah. Who could blame her?
1: Yeah, exactly. And of course, it was really good that she recorded it so we could hear. Mm-hmm. what they were talking about um and i mean like i think i think the conclusion has been yet to be being seen because we haven't had we haven't had um any votes since then really no not uh, not no, parliament so yeah, votes yeah, yeah yeah um so it just you know we just have to wait and see how it how it goes but if i know Icelandic politics this will not in be a big factor in how you vote I don't think they will.
0: Looking do that. back, in uh, looking back and see how the votings were going for these like scandalous people, yeah. I I don't think that will have any
1: any major impact. No, no, I don't think so either. So this is the end of the political scandal episode. You
0: can of course find a lot of more information about the three scandals that we talked about, and we're gonna link it in the episode description. I just want to tell you, you will probably not find it in Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, you have to go into our, uh, or on the website of our Buzzsprout, this is the best way of finding the right description for our podcast, because there you find all the links. I just realized that Spotify doesn't really format it well, especially links in episode descriptions. So if you're interested, you can read all about the Cloisters scandal uh, which, by the, uh, by the way, to, to finish this up, ironically, the bar is called Klöster, which means monastery. Yeah.
1: But then in January 2020, mm-hmm. they were going to change the name. And I couldn't find online what the new name yeah. is. Uh, but I think actually the bar has gone under now. With and I think, I think there's a new bar there now.
0: Yeah, I think they changed the name, they were just tired of people coming in yeah. and making fun of them. Yeah, people. I mean like
1: how, how can you how can you blame them? You know, they're linked with like the <laughs> But maybe maybe they had a lot of business later. So I think like in the short term it was pretty good for them to get this exposure, but in the long term long run it was actually not that good.
0: No, of course not.
1: All right. So
0: let us know what you think. And I hope you enjoyed this this political episode and learned a lot of new information. Mm. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. And see you next week.